0: Hey everyone, I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Wednesday, April 7th, 2021. The Republican Party is largely silent amid the Matt Gaetz scandal. We'll discuss that. Plus, Fox News' Tucker Carlson attempts to rewrite history in terms of the January 6th insurrection, but John Boehner is having none of that. And finally, Joe Biden continues to push for his infrastructure bill, but the White House acknowledges a readiness to compromise. Republican Congressman Matt Gates of Florida is under federal investigation, as you know, for allegations that he had a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old girl and paid her for it. Now, Gates has completely denied these allegations. He did so on Fox News last week. It is a horrible allegation, and it is a lie. Uh, you know, providing for flights uh, and hotel rooms for people that you're dating who are of legal age is not a crime.: But as Joe Biden might say, here's the deal: Matt Gates is not acting like an innocent man. We are now learning, through the New York Times, that in the final moments of the Trump presidency, Matt Gates was seeking a presidential pardon, a blanket pardon for any potential future or past crimes that he may be accused of committing. The New York Times had four sources who were briefed on the matter who describe an effort by Gates in the closing weeks of Trump's presidency to get the administration behind the notion that this would be a worthy pardon. Now, remember, at the end of the Trump presidency, the former president was handing out pardons left and right, some very controversial ones. And yet, Matt Gates was not successful at getting this blanket pardon. Of course, what is not known is whether he was aware he was under federal investigation when he floated this idea to folks inside the White House. It was also not known if Donald Trump was aware— of the investigation into Matt Gates when he was told of this Gates effort. Donald Trump issued a statement today that was very carefully worded. Listen to this. Quote, "Congressman Matt Gates has never asked me for a pardon. It must also be remembered that he has totally denied the accusations against him." That is what we call a carefully worded statement. The New York Times story, nobody's saying that Matt Gates directly asked Donald Trump person to person for a pardon. That's not what was reported. It was that Matt Gates was seeking a pardon from Trump, and it was unclear in the New York Times reporting if he ever discussed it with Trump directly. So Donald Trump's denying something here that actually isn't alleged in the reporting. And secondly, as we noted, Matt Gates has denied these accusations, but this certainly isn't Donald Trump coming to one of his most loyal supporters' defense. He's simply just asserting fact that Gates has denied it, but we have no idea if Donald Trump believes Matt Gates' denial. He certainly doesn't say that here. This is part of that deafening silence we've heard from the Republican Party. Other than Jim Jordan and Marjorie Taylor Greene, not a single Republican has come to Gates' defense. That is telling. It's telling that Matt Gates is not perhaps beloved inside the Republican conference in The Hill. His colleagues are not rushing to microphones which are readily available to stand there and give testimony to his honor, to his dignity. No. So there's something afoot here when all of his colleagues are remaining as silent as they are about these allegations. Now here's what else matters today. There is something incorrigible going on in the Republican media echo chamber over at Fox News. Tucker Carlson, one of the network's most watched hosts, has gone on the air and started to attempt to rewrite history about the January 6th insurrection. Give a listen to what he told his viewers. You saw what happened. It was carried live on television every gruesome moment. A mob of older people from unfashionable zip codes somehow made it all the way to Washington, D.C., probably by bus. They wandered freely through the Capitol like it was their building or something. They didn't have guns, but a lot of them had extremely dangerous ideas. They talked about the Constitution and something called their rights. So in Tucker Carlson's telling, we're to believe that January 6th was simply a bunch of older Constitution-loving individuals who were there to fight for their rights. Anybody who watched what happened knows that's not true. And it just can't be allowed to stand That somebody with that kind of powerful microphone and megaphone is going to be able to rewrite history here. There was a violent insurrectionist mob attacking the seat of American democracy because of the lies and conspiracy theories and totally debunked claims of widespread election fraud, of a stolen election all coming from the top, from Donald Trump. That's what occurred on January 6th. And anybody who was watching, which millions and millions of Americans were, understand that. But Tucker Carlson's going to try and rewrite history. Well, I'll tell you, there's one Republican, the former House Speaker John Boehner. He has a new book coming out, and he clearly is not taking any of this. And this gets at the current divide inside the Republican Party of the Trump, Fox News, Echo Chamber conspiracy theory wing of the party versus the other portion of the Republican Party, which is admittedly smaller these days, that John Boehner represents. In his book, according to excerpts that have been obtained by the New York Times, John Boehner writes of Donald Trump saying, quote, his refusal to accept the result of the election not only cost Republicans the Senate, but led to mob violence. Boehner goes on to say that Trump, quote, incited that bloody insurrection for nothing more than selfish reasons perpetuated by the BS, that wasn't the word he used, he'd been shoveling since he lost a fair election the previous November. There you have the former Republican Speaker of the House basically calling BS on Tucker Carlson's version of events, the alternate facts, if you will, which have nothing to do with fact, and making sure that that version doesn't have the ability to stand the test of time. But here's the biggest problem, folks. The incentive structure inside politics right now is one where the extreme conspiracy-laden theories get rewarded, especially on the right. Marjorie Taylor Greene, the conspiracy-based QAnon-supporting congresswoman from Georgia has just announced she raised some $3.2 million in the first quarter of this year. That is earth-shattering, especially for a freshman member of Congress. She is being rewarded for being on the fringe, for supporting conspiracy theories, for trying to rewrite January 6th. And this is why the politics of the modern-day Republican Party are broken. And finally today, President Biden, back to his push for his big infrastructure package, he gave a speech today where he kind of redefined what infrastructure means. The idea of infrastructure has always evolved to meet the aspirations of the American people and their needs. And it's evolving again today. What is the foundation today that they need to carve out their place in the middle class, to make it, to live, to go to work, to raise their families with dignity? That's what infrastructure means in the 21st century. And importantly, the White House today said that they are very much willing to compromise, especially on when it comes to how to pay for this package. They're not willing to compromise really on the scope and size of what they're trying to accomplish. But as you know, Joe Biden has proposed raising the corporate tax rate to 28 percent. That's something that a lot of people in business uh, believe would be harmful to business, not The wealthiest businessman in America, Jeff Bezos, the head of Amazon, he is perhaps supportive of the idea of an increase in the corporate tax rate. But Joe Manchin, Democratic senator whose vote Joe Biden needs, is not in favor of that. Well, today, Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, said they are quite open to compromise on this. They are willing to hear lots of different ideas about how to pay for these proposals. What they are not willing to compromise on, she says, is inaction. When it comes to the nation's infrastructure, that's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And please take a moment and be sure to follow us wherever you get your podcasts. We'll talk to you tomorrow. When you work, you work next level. And when you play, you play next level. And when it's time to sleep, Sleep Number Smart Beds are designed to embrace your uniqueness, providing you with high quality sleep every night. Sleep next level.